Calm it's down. bear base. I know. Yeah. Fuck! Fuck! Ah, it burns so fucking bad. That's in there. Bear base to the eye. Straight to the eye. Okay. Help! He got me right in the eye with bear base. Keep streaming. I got it. Keep streaming. I am. I got it. My face is burned too. You gotta get him out of here. No, I can't even look. I can't even keep streaming me. Someone. I'm streaming. So get someone to stream me. I got it. I got it, Banks. Okay. Rick Wright right here. I got it. Okay. What is my people saying? Alright. Damn, that sucks. Milk. I need more milk. Bank, it's just it's gonna hurt for a second. Hey, man. TC and Jake. Play that intro in, in solidarity with our brother. Yeah. He's, uh, he's dealing with a tough time right now. Yeah, there's some times where I'm like, man, I wonder what open he's gonna play, but not today. Yeah, no, he's he's got a lot going on, and we just wanted to show our support. Anyone, anything says to criticize Big Alaska. I was thinking about this. In case anyone know, doesn't know, he uh, of course participated in the January sixth event and was offered a plea deal related to the January sixth event, and uh, everything was going fine until he said, "Nah, fuck it, <laughs> not I'm, I'm innocent. I'm just I'm as innocent as God made me." And uh, now, now it sounds like he doesn't have a plea deal. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a weird deal. You know, a couple reasons. One, that's like the most poster uh, version of appearing in court I've ever heard. <laughs> Your Honor, I'd like to represent myself. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna take this plea deal because that sounds dope. Like y'all won't send me to jail, but also I'm innocent. And the judge is like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like that is not a thing that works. You cannot just do that." He's like, Make "Well, it I work. can't." I can online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This sort of thing works online every time. <laughs> They're like, well, sorry, pal. This is IRL and you're in real court. Also, it's a little bit weird when you say January 6th event. Like, it makes it sound like a cookout. Yeah. I, you know, in some parts of the media, that is uh, the, the feel that I think that they're trying to put out there. Yeah. Just some the side stage, you well, know? Speaking of that, I did have a thing that I'm sure you've seen, um, but I did want to uh, to listen to it in full with you. Uh, let me let me pull this up real quick. First, let me just ask how your day's doing. It's okay, juggling a lot, but you know how much <laughs> enough enough. My wife and kid are actually leaving tomorrow. Where are they going? Disney World? Uh, New Iberia. <laughs> is that the same thing as Disney World? It's the second happiest place on earth. <laughs> okay. And then they, I'm leaving Friday morning. They got a guy so. down there who looks like a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. That was pretty offensive. Uh, How's it offensive? It was presented well, without comment. Well, I think the, the presentation was all the comment that was needed. Um, You're putting whatever you want on there. I'm, I'm just giving you good content. She gets I found, upset. I found a TikTok of a guy. He just mentioned New Iberia, and that's where your wife's from. So I said, I mean, you could play that too if you want. Uh, it's gold, and that's how most of the people who live there sound. I think I could probably pull that up easier. Yeah, No Iberia, though. Here's thumb, man. <laughs> the, it's really a visual thing <laughs> because it is just a talking thumb. There he is. <laughs> Hey y'all, we here. Advanced Auto Parts, Amador, New Iberia, the car wash for Nish Color Guard, 
We're here. Come see us. Get your car clean. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> He's got the great majority of his teeth still doing fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, if he's a baseball player, he'd be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> That's right. No, what is that go. word that he used? Oh, yeah, go ahead. God bless. The promise that in 24 hours, set of teeth. Nobody else <laughs> I read about or listened to. I don't know what's going on. Even I'm trying to, to play the clip, but it's. Why are people choosing <laughs> Nubia over any I other have explanations. They're not going to help. Let's just Our listen to his teeth ad, okay? Teeth <laughs> Did this just happen because we said teeth? No. <laughs> Visit NubiaSmiles.com today and take our That's pretty dramatic music for a teeth ad. Teeth <laughs> well, teeth are that important. <laughs> they are important, as you know. Here you go. We now provide you with this updated report from Georgia officials. Take a listen. Georgia officials have concluded that there was no widespread voter fraud by election workers who counted ballots at the State Farm Arena in November 2020. The results of this investigation indicate that Ruby Freeman and Wandria Shea Moss did not engage in ballot fraud or criminal misconduct while working at State Farm Arena on election night. A legal matter with this network and the two election workers has been resolved to the mutual satisfaction of the parties through a fair and reasonable settlement. <laughs> How are you liking that? <laughs> Explain this story to me. So that's a clip on uh, OAN, the One American uh -huh. Network, uh, yeah. top top network of uh, Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy. Of course. And uh, <laughs> they just wanted to give you some breaking news that uh, everything went good in Georgia and the two people that they'd been slandering for uh, many months are actually fine people. As an unrelated matter, there was a, a lawsuit that is now settled. Back and by the you. way, that settlement, more than fair. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> we love how fair it is. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. And this network, like, <laughs> even that phrasing is funny. Like, they should have said OAN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this network, like, boy, that's awesome. I bet, I bet they led with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the start of the newscast. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure that the election workers are also getting money. So maybe that will tip the scales. I don't know. I mean, you know, right. it's up to them to figure out how much they're harmed and whether or not they're satisfied with the settlement. So I, I defer to their judgment there. But it seems a little fucked up to me that they're like uh, building shows around it for months. And then as long as we yeah. give you 30 seconds of like, <laughs> I don't, it doesn't feel like it balances out. But, you know, whatever. Can we circle back real quick? How did that teeth ad just come up? Well, I was trying to find the, uh, the OAN clip because I... At the time uh, when I saw it was like, well, I could just take two seconds to bookmark this or four seconds to download it and have it there. Uh, but instead, fuck it. I'll just <laughs> TC a couple hours from now. Screw him. <laughs> We're just going to keep on scrolling. Okay. And, and so whenever I looked for the, the clip, it didn't like if I go to OA and apology and look on videos, it's just all a bunch of people. Uh, you know, fucking hopping on the, the viral nature of the clip. And so there's, I couldn't find the actual video. The only place I could find it was a Daily Beast. Like, uh, I had to click through to the Daily Beast and, like, watch it on their thing. 
But then, uh, <laughs> how are you? You're tired of this already. I know. I'm gonna keep going. Uh, the Daily Beast had a thing like a pop up where because I'm not a subscriber or whatever, it wouldn't let it go away. But I could click the clip, but I couldn't click like skip ad or anything like that. Okay, because the but, subscriber but thinks still up the half. Stop, please. <laughs> but the point is that we got a teeth ad like seven seconds after we said teeth. It seems like mostly a coincidence, uh, but also maybe you know. I think that they've just identified me as a possible teeth customer, right? That's you know what? That's that's Occam's razor right there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know. Yeah, I mean, my fucking credit card companies sell. They're selling them everything that I purchase. They can see I, some couple thousand in dental expenses. No, but this is a fascinating test case because what I just did was took the bait that a lot of people do and think, well. I just said something, so that's why I got that ad, when in fact you provided the accurate answer, which is just that you probably get a lot of teeth-related content now. I haven't noticed an exceptional amount, but yeah, it seems more likely than they were able to hear what we were saying and two seconds later serve something. We'll get there one day, I'm sure, but yeah, you know, the public needs For now, to be greased a little bit more. For now, they're doing just fine with the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On election fraud stuff, I saw that uh, a candidate in Arkansas, mm -hmm. uh, his name is Jake Biquette. That's your name. Uh, excuse me. No. Yeah. So his name is Jake Biquette. And uh, shocker, I believe he's a, he's a Republican candidate. Mm -hmm. And I think they wrote, let's see, how this story. Okay. So the story is that he's claiming election fraud and meddling and calling for an investigation because they listed him as Jack Paquette. Because <laughs> mm, he, he's not Jack Paquette. <laughs> he's not Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I 100% empathize with this guy who I am positive is a piece of garbage. Uh, Jake, that's a clear winning name. Jack, uh, how am I supposed to fucking trudge <laughs> on saddle with this business? Yeah, exactly. So he's he wants a full investigation. He deserves one. To investigate fraud and find a solution that will ensure voters across Arkansas are able to confidently participate in this election process and vote for a true conservative warrior. That's his actual statement. That's, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I would hope, I would want warriors of some kind in our legislatures across this nation. I went to a concert the other night. Yeah, me too. Where'd you go to? Garth Brooks. Damn. So badass. It was great. First time seeing a concert in Notre Dame State. He was playing at Notre Dame Stadium. I've never seen it in that just sort the two of setup. Of you? Yeah, it was just me and him. It you felt like it, dude. Uh, no, my uh, my mom and her sister and uh, their cousin, my cousin they, also. They went to the show with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the oh, five so of you, us. So does that mean you didn't take hallucinogenics? That's correct. Well, I've got okay. two big summer tours that I'm participating in uh this this year and in both of them i've got i'm going on two dates and uh, the strategy i've i've settled on is that i want to be sober for one date and as throat as possible for the other so are you seeing rage twice no uh the weekend i've, I've oh okay got, i've got double shot of the weekend you're gonna see garth twice the weekend twice and rage against the machine in one summer yes <laughs> it's a big summer three of which are out of town yeah, that's right. 
and this does not conflict with our trip to Montana for a music festival or overlap in any way. I don't think I'm going to go to see any music in Montana. I'm sure. just there for the rafting. For the vibes? The rafting vibes. Um. So, yeah, Garth was fun. He was Garth. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've I uh, seen a lot of his live performances in some form or fashion, but I'd never been in the building before. It's uh you know, it's 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 entertainment more than it's music, you know? Like there's a lot of music, but there's a lot of bits. He's he just does a ton of bits. It's great. He came <laughs> up uh you know, the the whole band enters uh there's, you know, uh stairs either side of the stage and they're just coming up through there. Uh and you just figure that the Garth will surely do the same and, and they're you know playing the first song and uh waiting for him to come in <laughs> the whole fucking drums just come up <laughs> like they just lift up on a platform and he's just yes. under the drums <laughs> yes it rules dude and it's just it's just shit like that from then on <laughs> he's just hey you guys like awesome stuff and it's like awesome stuff where he's like you know whose minds this would absolutely fucking blow the people of rural indiana and yeah. that's what I'm here for, dude. I, I also like things that will blow the mind of people from rural Indiana. So he served us lots of them, and I loved all of it. Do they ever go roof open for concerts at AT&T? It's a great question. I don't know. I mean, it'll be so fucking hot then, I hope. Yeah, I guess know. that's true. It just looked really cool in your videos, like seeing that it was outside. Yeah, he started while it was still plenty of light out. Uh, so you just kind of watch the sun go down as Garth is playing. It was fucking great. Uh, also, little uh, NBC Sports tie-in tidbit bonus. Uh, we were all, I mean, he started probably around eight, and the Kentucky Derby was at seven. So they just put it on the big screen. Nice. Just watched it with the whole crowd. I, I don't nice. know how the crowd understood. I mean, I guess it's just, would they have cheered the same amount if any horse won? I guess. But it felt like they understood that it was a real long shot taking a sudden, I don't know how much of the Kentucky Derby you watched. Did you watch I mean, halftime? No, I didn't watch. I've seen the race and I saw the, the horse roiding, roided up, trying to attack another couple other horses, <laughs> which is... I don't know, like on the list of things that could make me like say at least, huh, interesting about the Kentucky Derby, that's on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually it would involve a human death and this didn't. So that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's so much better than if you had told me that uh, seated, uh, seated right in front of you at the show was the horse, was Jack Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. When you said a little NBC sports tie in, it's Notre Dame, which I think he went there. He did. Because I've. Yeah, of course. I've been saddled with this a lot longer than you, dude. I know. When I know. when when he was when he was a student, he was constantly on the the various fighting Irish media. Golden Domer podcast. Mm -hmm. So we went to a show on Saturday night. I went with Machine and Saroy, mm -hmm. and I went to go see the band Turnstile. They are a hardcore band out of Baltimore, and I'm in love with them. Wonderful. Since I first was, uh, Machine told me about them. He gets credit for this one, uh, even though he stole my valor of Run the Jewels and has really never fully admitted that. Uh, he told me about them. And I'm not sure I ever would have found out about him otherwise because, like, I don't, I guess I just don't feel like I see that much music content in my social media. Mm -hmm. Like, new, here's a new music from a band you might not have heard of. Because you don't go to Not Right anymore. It's probably true. That's probably true, although Doubtful Turnstile would have ended up on Not Right. But if you 
are not familiar with this band, and even if you think like, oh, that's like hardcore or something I would never want to listen to, they have about a 45-minute YouTube documentary live show thing. You should watch like five minutes of that or watch one song from when they were at Coachella. It's fucking insane. And it's like the shows that I used to go to from the ages of about 17 to 22. It's similar in style, but they're even beyond that. And all I could think about, so they played at a place, this is not a comment on this venue specifically, it's really more a comment on having this band at that venue. It's called Amplified Live, which I think used to be Gas Monkey. No. Is no? that what it, I, I thought that, I thought it's the thing by the AAC? No, it's over by, uh, oh, then that is Gas your, Monkey. It's over by your old house. Yeah, 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 that's Gas Monkey. What's the thing that's uh, by the AAC? Uh, I went there and I don't remember what it's called. That's where I saw Chapo. But it's it's a similar voice or a similar name. Something. I think. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but this place was just not big enough for them. Yeah. And the setup was such that you know, you were going to have people. It's hard to explain if you haven't seen this place, but people were going to be pretty packed in there. But what you need for them is a full room, not like a room that's kind of segmented because people want to be in the shit, or at least I did, and we were not going to go. See, here's. Oh, I had so many flashbacks, dude. First of all, four openers. Good. And it's all ages. So the doors are at six and the uh, bands actually start at seven. But I'm not, I don't want to watch fucking openers. Like I don't listen to this type of music anymore. I listen to them. Mm -hmm. So I have no interest in going to see that. But like, it is the most violent show I've ever been to in my life. That's wonderful. And that's even dating back to like the, the, the days of, of, of the heydays of this sort of shit, like of Thrice and Census Fail and those sort of bands were throw down. I'm talking, first of all, they obviously have some sort of contract, compact understanding with their audience. There are three other people that are not in the band on stage at every moment. What are they doing? They get up and they run and jump. The whole, like it's the same three guys that are just No, I'm saying in rotation, okay. in rotation, there's never really a time it, during song when there's not a few other people on stage. Good. At all times. And like the band doesn't appear, they're not worried, they're not threatened, people don't like grab mic stands or anything like that. That's but how it used the, to be, you know. That's kind of how I remember it, but this was a little even more ramped up than that, but I've just never seen so much violence at a, a rock show. I mean- we saw people, because I was trying to get up there. Like Machine and Soroy were like, yeah, kind of like the best view we could get from like the back of the front. I wanted up, up. And so as I was trying to weasel my way through, which I cannot believe I used to do this all the time because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. I saw people with, dude, fucking busted open like above their eye, like on the top of their head, people with bags of ice, like security were handing them like a grocery bag with ice in it and just like put this on there. It's it's so ridiculous that I see, we used to just subject ourselves to this. It's hot as fuck. You have no personal space. And at any moment, you could be elbowed, kicked, uh, whatever, in the face. And it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I went to like one show like that and was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. I want to do this every day for the rest of my life. And then, you know... Couple months later, uh, was was out of there and no longer allowed to attend concerts. So really had that career or attend anything. Yeah, cut down pretty severely. Uh, but I yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I am, am thinking of the one experience I had, and I would love to see it again. I say I would love to see it again. I would not love to see it again. I'm too old. That sounds oh, terrifying. Dude, I'm sore still. Yeah, I'll bet. It was Saturday night, and like my, there's something wrong with like my lower back that has been bothering me since then. Yeah. There's a fucking kid in a, uh, like a full furry bear costume. Right. Who, who clearly had set there for all the openers. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been that close. Mm-hmm. So he gets on stage and runs around a little bit, and then does a full dive, and now we got a crowd surfing bear. Yes, there's it's a, a, almost like a fifty fifty male female mix, you know. That's uh, not normal. <laughs> I know, but yeah. like of of people stage diving and just going ape shit, it was pretty fifty fifty, and they're that's great. All their songs are about two minutes long. Mm-hmm, of course. So everything is just moving, you know? Yeah. Like, there's just this very snappy pace to the whole thing. And then, yeah, they uh, didn't do an encore, which I love. They just, like, smashed all their shit and left and turned all their amps off. Yeah, Garth pretty much did, too. Oh, I, I would have taken the I would have taken the over on that. And they were not short. Yeah. Which yeah, was great. Yeah. But I mean, it was, it, from the time that he first was like, you guys have a good night, it was probably about an hour. <laughs> That's so Garth. Yeah. Uh, he, he was ruled. Uh, I mean, it was 11 before we were back in the car. And it, you probably, he probably 7.30 maybe? Yeah, I think it was around 8 that he went on. Yeah. Maybe a little before. I don't know. Well... Shout out to the kids who are still, we were by far in the upper 90th percentile of age. By far. Yeah, I would think so. I, I would have been uh, uncomfortable if I saw someone like you at those shows when I was the age at which I went to the one show. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. Um, I, uh, do you got a little time here? Like 10 more yeah. minutes? Okay. No, uh, I got, I'm good for, yeah, at least 20. 15, 25. 20. Just going crazy. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize we'd have been going for such a short amount of time. Yeah. You, the way you said that, I thought that you were wrapping up the entire podcast. Now I realize you were just intending to wrap up that part of it. So I've got plenty of time. Correct. Correct. All right. Cool. Um, well, then I have two things that I would like to address. One's a shorter one, but uh, I get a, I, I'm sure that you know this experience uh, from working on the radio and you don't listen to it 100% of the time, but there's been multiple instances in the last uh, couple weeks where... Uh, out of nowhere, without me saying anyone, someone will jump in the mentions and be like, hey, you fucking asshole, you do look like Clark Duke. And I'd like to address those. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's not really my bit. This has to be your fault. Well, whose fault is it? Oh, no, because so like a month ago, they, we did Hot Tub Time Machine. Uh-huh. And I'd never seen it before. Uh-huh. And Corby and Dan like revere that movie. I am so, aware of that. Yeah, and so they, I mean, it came up then of Dan being like, don't you think this guy looks like TC? Or TC looks like this guy? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. And then I think he just had a birthday. Maybe that was it. Yeah, that would I think he sense. just had, but that was also within the, a month of us screening the movie and it kind of being a talking point on the show, the movie, for a couple days. And probably every time that came up, uh, you know, Dan would mention that, but you know, that's not really my bit, man. Yeah. I just, uh, I just like I to set the record straight. I mean, this is, uh, there's no, this is the thing. I mean, this is what I was saying before about the OAN thing and, uh, they will be hearing from my lawyers. Similarly, you know, you, sure. you, whenever you hear the white tails and the sock, that's just, 
Uh, we have a bit of breaking news. Uh, it appears that TC looks like Clark Duke, but doesn't mind. Uh, just going to do the next couple of segments about this <laughs> uh, for no reason. It, it'll be because I've won the settlement. I like all of the the tweets seem to indicate that that I'm furious at the comparison because I think it is not valid. And I would say uh, I can see the resemblance, and he seems like a handsome, successful guy. Why would I, on any under any circumstances, be mad about this? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's a, a bad-looking dude at all, and he's worked a ton. <laughs> of the people I get compared to, like he is so far and away number one, like in terms of flatteringness. Uh, so yeah, yeah, why would I like? <laughs> Why would I deny it or be mad? Uh, I have neither of those things. I am now. See, now you, this is the thing about any time you're accused of being mad. I sound furious, but it's because I'm being <laughs> falsely accused of being of upset being about mad. being compared to yeah. Clark Duke. He seems like a great guy. We're essentially the same person is what I sometimes, want people to believe. Sometimes, and especially now that people are like watching the Mavs, you know, like the casuals, people will say to me like, dude, you're like if Maxi wasn't in as good of shape. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. Why would, why would I ever be as good a shape as a pro, a pro athlete? Or they'll be like, you're like kind of fat maxi. I'm like, that's awesome. Like mm -hmm. you just took a attractive pro athlete and said, what if he wasn't a pro athlete? You look like that. Okay. Nice to you too, dude. What's up? You don't look that much like maxi. In some photos, if I do see it, but obviously I'm also fat. I wouldn't like, say that you're fat. I'd just say that you have a different face face than he does. Yeah, sometimes I, see, I can see it. But people do. I get it once a game. Yeah, now you're both guys with once dark hair. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, my family's from that part of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as much as his. Not as much as his, his no. This is extra from there. This is extra. His didn't, his didn't find themselves in a situation where they curiously needed to leave the continent. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, we're strong Protestants. No more yeah, questions. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, but uh, second matter is uh, related to Maxi. I would assume that you're talked out on it, but I don't care. I want to. I want to discuss Chris Paul. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm down. What? Uh, what? Do you want? I. I. It's always frustrating to me that these kinds of things never really get like everything pulled into one place. Yeah. Like I, I just am sort of like looking at screenshots, and so I, I don't know if I've gotten all the right uh, Instagram story screenshots assembled together. So I, I don't know if the best way is for me to narrate what I know, or for you to tell me what the comprehensive uh, run of events is, or or how you want to do this. Yeah, I mean, let's do with the former because I don't even know that I know as much other than just what the thing about a story like this. It's very in some ways similar to the Jerry thing. Mm -hmm. It is absolute chum speaking of jerry for people to send me i mean any number of their accounts of who they know from this person their interaction with them their That's interaction with great. their parents their aunts their uncles here's what i heard the kid did at school here's what like it it's it's an avalanche and i don't know how much of any of it is true you know what was the chris paul deal with his mom uh when he played for new orleans uh here because yeah it, was it 2011 i think that like the last game of the season before the playoff run started was against the hornets yeah yeah and i'm trying to think 
was of it the specifics of the it. only thing I can definitely recall like it it the hazy thing my brain is telling me is is just like that Bob sat near her or something or Dan sat near her. Dan did. We played the audio just the other day. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Is is, the, is that the full extent of it? Just that it, he was by Chris Paul's mom and she was yelling. She was excited yeah. that Chris was doing well. Yeah, because the other thing too is I think you're also there's there were a couple different incidents, right? Were Chris and Tyson mad at each other? Oh man. I'd have to remember because I think somehow I also get this kind of mixed up with the Kenyon Martin thing in Denver. Mm-hmm. Did you remember that? I don't know. Kenyon Martin and I believe even at the time Carmelo and was with Lala and Cuban was yelling at them. There was a whole story as it pertains to uh, the Mavericks in a playoff series then as well, but that one wasn't Chris Paul. But I, the best answer I can give you is I don't remember, but there was something. Yeah, I think there was a dust up and that Tyson did something to kind of like indicate like like uh in um uh forgetting Sarah Marshall whenever he's like uh you know, "Oh, I know this guy from the bar." And the guy's like, "Yeah, we I fucking gave you a thing at the bar, but then just like socks him." Like where where he was just like, "We're not friends." You might think that we're friends, you and me, Chris, but we're not friends. Like I'm on the other team and we're fighting and I'm backing my teammates. So I don't know if Chris's mom was involved in there somewhere, but I don't think so. I think it was just there's a fight between players during that game, and as a separate, unrelated matter, Dan was sitting near Chris Paul's mom. Also, that was before. That was like 2000. It must have been like 2007 or something. I mean, I I think that Tyson was involved because, and he was only on the team for. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying when Tyson was with the Hornets. No, Tyson was on the Mavericks, and Chris okay. was still on the Hornets. Okay. And uh, Tyson was some, was doing something to indicate, I don't care that we used to play together. I'm on the Mavericks now. Okay. Damn, so, yeah, that's a, I should look that up. But yeah, I, 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 those details are coming back a little bit more as we're talking about it. But yeah, I, I knew that I previously was aware of a time that Chris Paul's mom was at the American Airlines Center. Um, and that, I, I think that that's it. It's just Dan was sitting by him. But so my understanding, uh, you know, all this was unfolding. I was on a plane back from Garth. Um that Chris Paul fouled out and around the time that he was fouling out, uh, that there was some kind of fracas. I've seen the video as I assume everyone has of starts out where like, uh, someone in the crowd is like talking to security and is like pointing at a kid and is like, it was the kid. And then, uh, they start to ask the kid to leave. And then Chris is like yelling it. I mean, I don't want to dramatize it and say like yelling at this child. I, I, I hopped into the replies to whatever Dallas, Texas TV posted that video. And there was a girl in the replies being like, I go to high school with him. And someone was like, he's not even 18. And she was like, he's 18. So like, I guess he's probably precisely 18, but it still seems insane to me that Chris Paul is fucking. Yeah, buddy. I, I see you. I see you. Like, <laughs> to fucking, I mean, again, I want to call him a child. I don't think that's uh, technically accurate, but it, it it still seems super fucking weird. Chris is going at him, right? Is that the reaction you had? Um, no, not really. Okay, I mean, but 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 you're right though. Like, where would I take? Like, if the kid were 14, would I say that? I would not. 
So what's I'm really kind of getting into some gray area there that there's like no if Chris way. Paul was wailing on him. Like, let's say it's not a game. It's just like it's a street fight, you know, like so the mm-hmm. kid had done something. The kid had swung on Chris and, right. uh, and, and not even Chris Paul, just someone who looks exactly like Chris Paul is the same age. And like you see him just fucking going to town on him. I'd be like, that's really fucked up. Like, why would you beat up this physically smaller person in this manner? Yeah, and I don't. Again, I don't know if I would. <laughs> I guess it depends. Like, if somebody threatens you, that's even. Now I feel more confident saying that. But I mean, really, probably what it was was just. I don't think there's any. Chris Paul never had any thought in his mind of I'm actually going to pursue a physical altercation with this person. But he, yeah, no, he did. I think he was just. But he was acting the brush like he did. Pitch. Yeah. Like, I, you know, he's at a game. He's not going to. But I think that he was trying to firmly plant in the kid's mind, hey, it's 50-50 here. I might fucking come and get you. And right. He wanted to scare just, him. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And trying to intimidate fucking <laughs> someone that looks like that uh, just seems like a real pussy ass move. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, I, if it were, if, the, if I knew for sure the kid were younger, because I do believe I know that he is like just. He is he is eighteen, um, so that maybe that's clouding my judgment a little bit. I don't know. I like when shit, you know, the classic internet fuck around and find out actually happens, and nobody gets beat up. You know, the kid just gets scared. I like that. And there's you know there's obviously different eighteens, right? Like uh, for sure, when LeBron was eighteen, <laughs> you know, like he could have kicked the ass of many many adults. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, for sure. That kid looks like a, a 14, 18, you know? Yeah, but and again, I I can't really I mean, I in the postscript, I can't really tell you how I would have felt if I didn't find all this other stuff out. But I mean, hell, you know, Zach Crane ran his name. Oh no, Tim Rogers from okay. D Magazine. So like I know the kid's name, I know who his family is, and I know yeah, like, I mean, a little I, bit about his backstory. Now with all that in mind, I'm like, yeah, fuck. If you want to yell at the kid and scare him a little bit, it's fine with me. Yeah, I uh that that's insane. I mean, I guess he is technically 18, but just running his name seems fucked up because I think that don't we ultimately end with like he didn't really do anything? Well, it's tough, right? And I I, <laughs> I think it's interesting how people were like, okay, well, if he did more than this, uh, then that video that you know people were trying to say is like the Zapruder film of it then why isn't that on camera? Like, well, because the Mavericks don't have, they don't have to release the video they have. You know, the, every single second of that game is being filmed from multiple locations within that arena. But if a fan didn't film it, then the Mavericks don't have to put out vindicating evidence whenever they say that they're banning the kid for a year. They don't have to do that. Is that kid one of the ones that they're banning? Yeah. Okay. Uh Yeah. Because I, I, where from what I've been able to piece together, uh, it seemed to me, or I mean, I saw his Snapchat or whatever saying that, uh, all he did was let another guy down, right? Like that there was someone else that he met that like wanted to sit, you know, closer to the court or whatever. And that once that guy got down there, he was the one that was tapping Chris Paul's mom on the shoulder. Yeah, but I'm not so sure that that's you don't the full story it. or not. I don't know if I, that's the full story or not because, I mean, yeah, the I believe that kid, the one whose name has been released, was also like really, really effed up. So that obviously makes it a little more likely that you might be, I don't know how I would know this, but a little more aggressive as a fan. Mm-hmm. 
What, Please don't are find you just the tape. Basing that on the the video, thinking that he was drunk, or no? Okay, you just heard no. from other people that were there. How many? How, how do yeah. you know he was drunk? Just people. Yeah, it's just people saying that they they know that they saw like they yeah. saw the kid like pounded beverages. Yeah, that's and then, insane. Yeah, but I mean, you don't think if Spalding wanted to get a a double vodka and soda. In a nondescript cup while he's down there, he couldn't. Well, I mean, Spalding's probably twenty four now, but you know what I, <laughs> you know what I mean. I think that he probably couldn't. Like I, I with Spalding especially. I mean, I guess this is a different case because the kid's not like, uh, notor- he doesn't have notoriety. I, I would think that Spalding's notoriety makes it so that everyone knows, has a better idea of what his age is, and uh, so be like, I know you're on the wrong side of the line. Like fucking, you can't do that. I don't know. I mean, if your parents are, are, I'm not saying I don't think he's ever like uh, taken drinks while underage. I would bet that he has, but doing it in public. Yeah. By the way, he turns 19 this month. Spalding so or uh, the other? No, kid? no, the other kid. Okay. The other kids. If you if you care about that at all, let's see. I'm just going on the eye test. That he looks like fucking. I don't know, dude. I I wouldn't be intimidated by him, and I'm not much of a fighter. Uh, Chris Paul is considerably more equipped than me. And it's for Chris Paul to be like fucking bowing up to him. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. And I don't know. I, 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 I with all of it, I, you know, at every step of the way, I've wanted to temper because I wanted to hear more. And now, you know, I, I feel like we probably know something close to as much as we're going to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, now, now we just got to let the takes fly. Uh, but I, I would love to know exactly what he's saying, but if it's just that he's like saying like fuck the sons and the guy standing next to him is tapping Chris Ball's mom on the shoulder and saying happy mother's day in a, like an annoying slash threatening way. Cause that the Kenny Smith, I assume of course you've seen yeah. the Kenny Smith clip. Yeah. That was also very illuminating of just Kenny Smith taught, spoke with Chris Paul's mom and talked about it in, inside the NBA and said that, uh, what they were doing. Cause before that I had seen the clip circulating, of someone tapping Chris Paul's mom on the shoulder. I hated the initial reports where they were just like, uh, he put hands on her. That was in the fucking, like the ESPN writer in like writing it up for ESPN was like, uh, there was an incident where someone put hands on, like, what the fuck does that mean? That's such a vague phrase. Like, oh, you you put it like, I don't it, whatever, dude, I'm not here to uh, be the AP style guide, but using slang whenever like uh, trying to officially describe something seems uh, yeah, imprecise. Yeah, especially when that slang typically means punching someone. Yes. If, I, if, if I'm saying something, yeah, dude, you fucking put hands on him. Uh, it's not, it doesn't usually mean tapped on the shoulder. And then right. so, so they say put hands on. Then I saw it. Then, you know, I think we were both sent the video of uh it's a wide shot but someone you know points to the where the 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 person that's putting hands on chris ball's mom and they're just tapping her on the shoulder and at that point i was fully no one's done anything wrong here but once i hear uh kenny smith's account then i'm like oh okay yeah that is fucked up you shouldn't do that that they were repeatedly tapping her on the shoulder and saying happy mother's day in like a sarcastic assholeish way Mm -hmm. right um and yeah dude if if you're like fucking with his family like that then uh it's it's probably not great 
Um, but I still think Chris Paul's insane to <laughs> yell at the kid like that. And uh, where I'd ultimately like to land is uh, I think that the craziest thing in all of this is Monty Williams taking the podium afterwards and being like, do we need to change the way that entire arenas are built? Uh, probably. Because, <laughs> hey, you could have people wishing each other a happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, this has been a hot topic the last two years in the NBA. Basically, since fans came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just been, you know, it feels like people were pent up and were like, I got to yell at somebody who has more money than me. <laughs> and it's been worse and worse and worse. So, I don't know. It's a tough thing, man. Like, uh, it's weird, right? Because, I mean, NBA players want to make like a ton of money because they want people to pay a ton of money for their product. So this is just one side of it. And then it's like, well, the people we also, you know, don't want people to pay a ton of money and be able to say certain things to us. It's a there's a gray area in there as well. Or you want to be like, oh, we're gonna remove the first three rows of seats. Okay, well, there goes a that's a lot of revenue, which is why you can make forty five million dollars a year if you're John Wall. Yeah. Uh, Most of it just comes from TV though, so you know, I guess you just say like, oh, we're just going to we're going to ban fans in general. Like, what would the NBA players want, really? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, they're, they're not a, a monolithic group. I'm sure that some of them fucking love the fact that the fans are on top of them and other ones wish that there were no fans in there at all. And that's how it goes. Um, yeah, I, I feel legitimately conflicted about the, uh, because on some level, uh, I think that this is springing naturally out of the player empowerment movement, right? Yeah. Of like, I'm an extremely talented person who has worked very hard to do this thing that entertains millions of people. And like, why just because people in the past have had to like deal with this shit, uh, should I have to be subjected to it? Like, you know, it, like they're at work like you should just have like any fucking asshole racist from utah calling you the n-word while you're at work like right. i don't think that's good uh i i don't want to allow it and like any kind of situation where someone's like you know for my mental health it would be positive if we could do this uh i think that we should take that seriously now man it's a whole separate thing but i the ben simmons mental health stuff mm. i feel like that's just testing me. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, this isn't really, I mean, it kind of is. It kind of it isn't. It's it's not like a, a major uh, touchstone in the culture wars. I mean, it kind of is. But I, I feel like if uh, Fox News found out about everything that's going on with Ben Simmons, that they'd be leading with the, the newscast with it every time because it's it's their nightmare. It's, it's the thing that they're saying is constantly happening where – uh, you know, he's sitting out for a year because of mental health when it's quite clear he just, you know, is annoyed by people he works with and still wants to get, you know, $20 million or whatever. So he's like, uh, this is bad for my mental health. Like, I'm, I feel full confidence. He's just fucking sitting at home playing Call of Duty, uh, having a great time, like not actually depressed in any kind of appreciable way, uh, but just is saying like, I just can't do it, <laughs> you know, because that's the one thing in the CBA that allows him to, right? Like it's yeah. just, he, he talked to a lawyer and was like, how can I do nothing while being paid my full salary? And they were like, well, you know, it says in here that if you can just tell them that your mental health is bad, uh, so yeah, I, 
that's an entirely separate deal. I, it's, it's really opening my eyes. I mean, I don't know it's opening my eyes. I was aware that this kind of stuff could happen before. But I feel like it's a real instance of the, the sympathy over mental health being flagrantly abused. But the arena stuff, I could, like, I'm sure that it's distressing to Chris Paul if, is, if he doesn't feel like his mom can uh, be safe. I, I'm just saying, in this instance... It seems to me like she was plenty safe. Like it was annoying they should stop it, but it's not fucking, you know, like uh, we need to make a, a player's family's pen that everyone else is uh, walled out of. Um, but yeah, that, uh, you know, I, I, what I'm saying about the the um, construction of the, or the, you know, fan situation in general is that as a fan, I would like for the possibility that I'd be able to sit close one day. That seems great. Uh, it's it's a fun thing about the NBA in general that that sort of stuff does happen. Like, not abuse, but like, you know, I don't know. Whenever Luca went into the row last night in Phoenix, like, that's fucking great. It's so cool that just like, and I was just cackling to myself thinking about that mom like the next time at her bridge group. Just being like, fucking, and then he fell into me, you know, the, the, the big one, Luca. He yeah. fell into me. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're not even mad. They just spilt a $40 cocktail. Yeah. They, that, they love it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I also think they, like, even but I when do it take the mental stuff seriously, even when it doesn't get, you know, where somebody falls into a row or there's a fight, I mean, it's fun watching Kevin Durant tell a friend, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Like I, love, I mean, it's one of the greatest things about how it's really the only great thing about how pe- addicted people are to their phones, even if they're sitting in $1,000 NBA seats watching like the most impressive physical feats you could see is that people still want to have their phone out. And that means we get to see it whenever someone's like, hey, you know, Russ, like you're, you're no one's fucking guarding you. And the guy and Russ just is like, I'll beat your fucking ass. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it, do you want to say I feel that Russ has to be subjected to that? Like that seems a little fucked up, but like I do, I do like the current situation where you're subjected to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I wonder if it, how different this all would have been if they never would have actually physically, even how, no matter how lightly, ever touched her. Yeah. Like if that had just been totally removed from the conversation and it was just people yelling hey, hope you're having a happy Mother's Day. This is your Mother's Day present. And no one ever like tapped her on the shoulder, attempted to hug her, anything like that. Because that's like a weird deal where once you introduce like 1% of physical conflict, then people can then say, well, we didn't know where that was going to go. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think the other thing too is (laughs) in some ways, this is probably from the same file as Cuban retiring Kobe's number. Mm -hmm. Like they want, and I guess probably in this case, I think any team would have done this. Whereas, you know, no other ones did it for Kobe, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I think they have to like fall all over themselves to make it seem like, Hey, they're the cool guys who just think the players are right. Yeah. And there's a lot of upside to that in general. Yeah. You know, Um, that's how you get big time free agents. Yeah, like all the ones that they've gotten, Chandler yeah. Parsons. It's exactly. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I a lot of the my feelings about this are just fucking. It seems like Chris Paul was being a giant bitch. Like it seemed like he was mad that he fouled out because that's he what he, he didn't start calling security over when it happened. He started calling security over when he didn't have to worry about the game anymore because he had fouled out. Uh, so I just think that he's mad, and you know, I, listen. 
Uh, I yell at my family because the White Sox lose, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm putting my cards on the table here. Uh, we're all human. We do this shit all the time. And I think that's exactly what he was doing. And so the fact that, I mean, I don't know, you know, yeah, dude, don't under any circumstances, regardless, just make it a hard, fast rule. Don't touch Chris Paul's mom. Then yeah, we're going to be safe from there. But aside from that, like the, the one, the kid in the video didn't touch Chris Paul's mom, right? Is that your understanding? I, I think that's true. And I think for him to get his name published in D magazine and like I know his address, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, of course. I didn't even try to. Like it just fucking popped up. <laughs> and like that's insane, you know? And I, I don't know. I, I understand the instinct to hate him and anyone like him, but I'd like the, to fit the crime a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but also, you know, look at him. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it shouldn't be that way. I mean, if your actual belief is uh, we should just be fucking like anytime you see someone like that, just Terry Tatum right there, regardless of what they've done or anything. Just I didn't like the look on their face, so I fucking laid them out. If that's your position, then say it. But it's, it seems like you know uh, possibly you're edging towards there, and this has given you a little fig leaf, and so you're like, uh, yeah, I'll take the fig leaf. Yeah, that's that's pretty much true. And um, I just saw this headline. Oh, go ahead. Well, just the la- last thing I was I've been thinking about it because well, someone in our mentions, you know, was was talking about this in comparison with the SAE kids, the, uh, yeah. the Oklahoma kids that we we talked about it previously that we were very worried at the time that they were going to suffer serious harms for like the rest of their lives, and then we look and see how they're doing now. And the answer is they're doing fucking great. <laughs> yeah, better um, than any of us. Yeah, much better. Uh, and so, I I was thinking more about that, and like that is an important thing to keep in mind. Like I was an eye opening incident. Um, I you know I, I definitely learned things from finding out that information. But also what's going on there to some extent is that I had an impulse to feel some amount of sympathy for a bad person. Not a bad person, but someone who'd done a bad thing. Um, And then I found an excuse to turn that empathy off. And I don't want to just like stay there, you know? Like I, I, I want my empathy to be on as much as I can, whenever the situation warrants it. So I, I don't want the results of that SAE thing to be that from now on, I'm like, nope, I've got a good reason not to care about these kids, so fuck these kids. Like, uh, it's a good instinct to be like, well, I don't want too much bad to happen to, like, you want some balance of like, obviously they should be, I mean, honestly, where they ended up of like no more games for two years or whatever, seems fucking great. So I don't even know what I'm complaining about. I'm complaining about Chris Paul is what I'm complaining about, but Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, I know what you're saying, but if the base of the argument is, well, the way that we're talking about these kids is going to ruin their life and then it doesn't, then that's pretty much it. Like yeah, I mean, then, I, then I do have to adjust to, dis- to discuss. Yeah, you, yeah, I do have to adjust that I, I know that it's not going to ruin this, or I feel confident it's not going to ruin this kid's life. You know, uh, yeah. so so I I'm, I'm fine with him suffering constantly. This is just a way different situation than that one across a number of dimensions. Both involve rich kids, but like if this kid had been like screaming the n word on video, like the other one, this would be a way different deal. Yeah, I don't think he would have made it out of there. <laughs> I don't know. Would he have been like the uh, what, what was Minos thing? The hockey players with skates. 10, 000, for- yeah. <laughs> 
came back up again a couple weeks ago. It's a it's it's a good hypothetical, folks. Whenever I was hanging out with uh, the Excel boys, whenever we went to go visit Excel, uh, one of the nights we did pop on the graduation video, and we were watching one of the other students' graduation speeches, and uh, it opens with the most metal line I've ever heard in my entire life. He says, uh, "All of life is a battle between the gladiators and the spectators." <laughs> <laughs> okay, he just kind of threw a little spin on uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like they're trying to kill a, the spectators. They, 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 they kind of fight the gladiators, but no, he's getting philosophical and saying that even the gladiators who are physically having to battle one another—that's not really who they're battling. That's they're right. on the same team. Yeah, they're battling this, those outside the arena. Mm -hmm. That's pretty sweet. I just saw this quote flash across the timeline. Yeah, uh, and we can end with this. So apparently they're still doing this Saudi golf thing. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's exactly got the same sizzle that it did four months ago. I love Greg Norman. I Was it Greg Norman? might have been someone else. Someone associated with it was like, yeah, uh, we had a lot of people lined up. It was pretty much going to happen. And then everyone just hated what Phil said so much that it's dead. I mean, yeah. not dead, but like there were a ton of people. It sounds like there were a soft yes that turned to a no, just because of the way Phil phrased it. And maybe, maybe Norman did say that, but I would kind of find it. Uh, I don't find that too likely, given the quote I just saw from Greg Norman. Mm -hmm. It might have been someone else. He was, of course, asked in this interview with uh, the Times in London. Uh, I guess it was actually during Media Day, and they're reporting on it. Uh, he was, uh, you know, asked about Jamal Khashoggi. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. He had it coming, his, mate. His quote, everybody has owned up to it, right? It's been spoken about huh? from what I... <laughs> yeah, hold on. It's been spoken about from what I've read going on what you guys reported. Take ownership, no matter what it is. Look, we've all made mistakes, and you just what? want to learn from those mistakes. <laughs> you got to learn you can, from it. How you can correct them going forward. That's why we had to put Dahmer in jail. It, you know, he did, he wasn't learning from his mistakes. He just kept <laughs> right. on going back. As the Times point out, a UN special reporter and the CIA have both claimed that uh, Mohammed bin Salman, the Crown Prince, sanctioned the killing. Bin Salman has denied that allegation. But well, says he took, quote, full responsibility as leader of his country. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that doesn't really sound like everyone's just owned up to it, and it's time to learn. Dude, that's know? so much worse than what Phil said. <laughs> it really is. Phil like, was like, the, yeah, they fucking killed him. It sucks, but like, I'm terrible. trying to get this check. Did you right. see the, uh, the one article <laughs> speculating? <laughs> Uh, they said that as part of the uh, the Billy Walters investigation, uh, he was the uh, the gambler that uh, participated in insider trading. He's, yeah. uh, I believe, in a jail cell right now and uh, was one of Phil Mickelson's closest associates. And uh, they said, and whatever, I can comment on it after I, I reveal the information, but uh, as part of the investigation, they were looking into, like, like they did a forensic accounting of Phil's books to figure out if he what he knew and when he knew it. And their estimation was that our man lost $40 million gambling over a four-year period. <laughs> like, the article is doing the math, and they're like, you know, here's how much his house is on the market. For. Like, you know, like, here's ex what we know is expenses. Our man is living paycheck to paycheck because he's spending the excess 
losing and here's the thing i want to say if you're talking to what i would i I mean like you know it's it's an opaque world uh gambling so like it's it's hard to make these claims but i would say i feel somewhat comfortable saying the most successful successful gambler of all time is one of your best friends how are you losing any money (laughs) let alone 10 million a year (laughs) yeah that's insane i mean it's it's uh, it's like I love learning these stories too. Hunter Biden comes to mind. Oh yeah, yeah. No, anytime I hear about it, he's like, "Listen, I had big paychecks, but I just lived from one of them to the next one." My, it's basically the same as you, you know. Whatever you're yeah. feeling, yes. that's how I feel. It's just in a nicer place. Yeah, but I feel the same pressure. My cocaine budget is larger. However, my financial my stress is the same. <laughs> yeah, but Greg Norman, I just you know, you just make a mistake. You know, sometimes the guys Gotta writing learn. all these pesky articles about <laughs> you your government, up or not, and then you've got a saw. But you know, the key is just don't, don't do that again. Don't, and don't do it. As best we know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as best we know, this is this is the one we know about as a in the yeah. Sea what of happened is hundred. that he was someone who wrote for an American outlet. Yeah, I guarantee you that every single like. Most of the people in Saudi Arabia probably just don't write those articles because they're not fucking idiots and they know that the bone saw, like, it took a lot to get Khashoggi under the bone saw. Like, they had to play all these fucking games with, like, his marriage certificate and shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he, th- he thought he was fine because he was in a country, like, another country, like, <laughs> fucking Istanbul. Uh, and uh, I know that Istanbul is not a country, it's Turkey, uh, but he's using the city of Istanbul. Um, whereas the, uh, the, the Saudi journalists, I would think, just know. If it, if they know what their address is, and trust me, they do, then uh, just don't write it. But yeah, yeah, he yeah, hasn't no, cut up any Washington Post columnists. His days since Washington Post columnist was assassinated counter is great. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's technically true. So yeah, we didn't get to. There was another. Uh, you know, uh, we can do this tomorrow. But I just I've really enjoyed the. Uh, the Western headlines about the Al Jazeera uh, journalist that was killed. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I know I'm familiar with the story, but what, I assume that they're soft peddling. Well, yeah, I mean, she was killed by the IDF. Uh huh. They're just like journalists if, dies covering <laughs> yeah. conflict. I'm like, well, how? What happens? Well, she got shot. Well, by who? Bullets. Well, that should that should be. <laughs> That should be in the headline, you know. That's just a, a bullet. A bullet that killed is her. A very important part of the story. Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no more questions. Uh, all right, man. Good times. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.